0: I think I'm going to win a peace prize. And a man covered himself in lemon juice. Can we see him? Let's Let's learn learn a thing thing or two. You ready? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to podcast. I'm ready to podcast. I'm so ready. I've been waiting for this. We We didn't get
1: at it last week. I know. You know, it was busy, but that doesn't mean that we don't have time to podcast. Because Matt, we're here for a party.
0: We are here for a party what type of party thomas
1: we're here for a scientific party a scientific celebration scientology no no but an award oh an award of science nobel a type of nobel prize prize in science and literature so it's the two different topics it's the ignoble piece the ignoble prize
0: Ignoble Prize? I've never heard of that. That's what I'm here to talk about the Ignoble Prize. Teach me about it. Who, who has won this, and what is the history of this? Well, Ignoble Prize. On their
1: site, it's um, they though how they describe it is for achievements that first make people laugh and then make them think. Oh, so there's like a
0: funny aspect.
1: It's like it. the Darwin Awards. It's yeah. it's humorous, and the reason I came across this is because originally I wanted to do an episode on belly button lint because I feel like I've had a lot of belly button lint recently. And that was going to be my topic. And then it led me down this hole, which was way more entertaining and probably a better discussion to be honest. So the Ig Nobel award is in a sense, it's it's an award for scientific discoveries that are more humorous than influential like curing AIDS, but it's more along the stuff of a 2002 uh, interdisciplinary study of uh, belly button lint. Wow. Or here, there's one research in 2017. There was a study done to turn tequila into diamonds and they won an award for that.
0: That's some alchemy stuff there.
1: And they have 10 prizes every year in different fields like medical, uh, medicine, biology, autonomy, chemistry, economics, engineering, peace, psychology, And a bunch of others and i just want to go over some of these because i think they're hilarious last year 2019 well i guess this year 2019 almost last year um the engineering prize was given to a man from uh the u.s he invented an infant washer and diaper changer
0: apparatus and method
1: so he created a diaper changing
0: robot put your baby in a machine that could get messy real quick, Thomas.
1: Hey, but the robot's touching it, not
0: us. I mean, the the baby could be butchered by the machine.
1: Oh, I'm sure he thought it through.
0: <laughs> it could get really
1: well, messy. Well, how about this? Oh, my god! The economic prize of last year was a study to see the type of money transmits bacteria the best.
0: Like currency. Yeah, so like... Like different denominations like, or specific different from different like countries?
1: Does a U.S. bill transfer... More like E. coli than like a euro. Does.
0: That's a that's an interesting study, Thomas.
1: Well, after I read that study because it was short and also pretty interesting. So of <laughs> course, all of these they go through the full scientific method. So they had the proposal, the theories, the method, the Hypothesis. testing, and then the results. Wow. So they actually found out that current currency that is not exclusively used within one country, such as the euro and the U.S. dollar. Um, use polymer-based, like, they use a lot of polymer-based banknotes, so mm-hmm. they're, they last a little longer. And there's actually, their, during their study, uh, E. coli had prolonged uh, survival on the euro, up to six hours. The euro? Yes.
0: Oh, look out, Europe.
1: In contrast, uh, the U.S. and Canadian dollars showed significant and prolonged carriage of the MSRA virus as well. So, this indicated that banknotes may play a role in transmission of MRSA within a community. Now, on the flip side, they learned that the Croatian note, the kuna, uh, did not allow any growth of any multi-drug resistant microorganism that was tested.
0: Wow. Why is that? Do they radiate? They soak it? They couldn't really find
1: any more information about the makeup or the contents of the currency. Huh. Which is obviously in- interesting on how it's done, but this is the type of stuff that's like you never would have you never would have thought.
0: That stuff really makes you think. I know it's it's funny, but they're using a true scientific method on it, and it makes you think about things material, longevity, um, chemical makeup, um, kind of cultural aspects to it, like an anthropological approach, like who uses it, how they use it. How much exposure is there? Those are all very interesting things that make you think, and I'm I'm all for this. Well,
1: and then in let's counteract something that seems to actually have some positive gain from it. Yeah. The the Ig Nobel Prize, Peace Prize of 2018 was from Spain, and these scientists studied the frequency and motivation and effects of shouting and cursing while driving an automobile.
0: Cursing and shouting. So what happened? So what did, they, what did they learn?
1: Through shouting and cursing while driving, they measured the frequencies, reasons, perceived risks, and punishment, and they released it in a journal. Of, they were all from, uh, Venezuela, uh, the University of Val Valestania. So they had their abstract of. Traffic accidents are a major cause of death death and injury in the world. Generally speaking, about aggression, evidence has shown that drivers who usually express aggressive behaviors or more frequently tend to have
0: higher rates of road crashes.
1: So people who scream and curse more crash more.
0: I believe that. Yeah. Remain calm. Cool as a cucumber. You'll be fine. If You scream, overreact. It uh, instigates the situation, makes it worse. Catalyzes the events. They're a little bit more... There's more emotion and when you have a more emotional approach to problem solving, you're less likely to answer with an appropriate response or action or reaction. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I just looked up. So it's Ig Nobel prizes, yeah. like the IG and then Nobel prizes. And they it's every September, right? Yes, every and September. It's in Harvard Sanders Theater.
1: Yeah, so it's it. I mean, it's a fun it's a fun thing. There is humor in
0: it. That would be fun to go to, or it seems like they have a um, a live stream or something. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, as maybe if you you're on the watch website, it. you can
1: see that what's actually at the top is a 2009 Ig ceremony that they actually awarded the the prize to a woman who designed a bra that could quickly com- quickly convert it into a pair of protective face masks. So the bra splits in two and it creates two face masks for two people to use. Wow. That's actually,
0: I mean, there's nothing funny about saving lives, you know? Yeah. But it is funny when you put a bra on your face to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the perfect mix of, of humor and science. Right? And this that's is a w- perfect And example. this is what they are. And I think it's, I mean, it's awesome looks like people come from around the world. I see a couple, like, sombreros here. I oh, see, I like, mean, it's from hats. Chile,
1: Germany. Even just scrolling down, Chile, Germany, U.S., Japan, China, this Finland, a, U.K., Australia. This is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, it's been going on for the past 20 years, and I think it deserves more credit. Go watch the Ig Nobel Prize ceremony, and, you know, maybe you'll learn a fun fact
0: I there, about what's going on. There's a person that made... Um a Dutch filmmaker made six documentaries, mini documentaries about different Ig Nobel Prize winners. I think I'm going to have to watch them and yeah. see what it's all about. See the process, see the scientific process behind it. That's really interesting. Well, then, he, I mean,
1: it, a lot of these are weird. 2014, the Art Prize was given to Italy, and their study was measuring the relative pain people suffer while looking at an ugly painting rather than a pretty painting while being shot in the hand by a powerful laser beam.
0: Oh, okay. So, pain reaction with so mental I, So they studied if
1: I look at an ugly painting and then you shock me with a laser beam, will you
0: feel less pain if you're feeling pain from the painting?
1: Is that kind of the idea? You're distracted. Well, yeah.
0: Or if I look at a pretty painting, will I have less pain? Ah. Oh, Which is a odd study. That's very interesting. These these are things that are actually I would like to know. They're just I, um Wow. They're pretty random, to be honest. I see pictures of the The bras on people's faces, and it looks very, very funny, Thomas. It is. Yeah. A brassiere that can can quickly convert into a pair of protective face masks. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there's – now, just
1: remember, all these things that we're saying, people took time to study and research. I mean, I don't know how much time. It depends on each thing. But the probability prize of 2013 was a U.K. – it was a group effort of the UK, the Netherlands, and Canada. They had two rela- they had two discoveries. First, was the longer a cow has been lying down, the more likely that the cow will soon stand up. And second, once a cow is standing up, you cannot easily predict how soon they will lay down.
0: <laughs> That's the most vague. That's like a kid doing a high school experiment, saying like, "Yeah, the cow's probably gonna stand up at some point." And then when they get up, they're like. I don't know if it's gonna sit down.
1: Well, what about this? Uh, Twenty twelve, the psychology prize um, was the Netherlands, Peru, Russian, the, and they studied leaning to the left makes the Eiffel Tower seem smaller.
0: Why? Why is that? Maybe the perspective, different buildings. So they're wow. Now yeah. these are all. This is interesting. These are all
1: published experiments. So, and I'll talk about this one for a little bit. So. In this experiment, Uh, their first experiment had 33 undergrad psychology students, nine males, 24 females. Uh, They participated in the study for course credit. All the participants were right-handed, and they were assigned one of six lists to determine the order of posture in which they would look at the Eiffel Tower. And through these results, they would lean in a left leaning posture, upright posture, a right leaning posture to see the height and left leaning posture had the Eiffel Tower look smaller in all cases. Wow. Isn't that bizarre? That's People bizarre. spend time doing this. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, well it was probably a class thing that they did for fun, but then it actually went somewhere.
0: I'm reading one here, the 1993 Ig Nobel. There's a great list on the website. The Peace Prize in 1993 was given to the Pepsi Cola Company of the Philippines as they sponsored a contest to um, create a millionaire. I'm guessing they had like a million dollar grand, a million um, Filipino dollars or whatever it is. And they actually announced the wrong winning number, therefore um, starting riots from nearly 800,000 people, and they brought many warring factions together for the first time in nation's history because they were so angry at Pepsi. So that's why Pepsi won the Peace Prize. Nice. <laughs> that Now that's the type of thing. It's it's witty. It's really clever. I expect this type of, not contest, but prize ceremony to be more of like a British thing than American, but it's it seems like it's a very American thing. So, wow. well, there's Since another 91. study
1: that there's a lot of studies that have stood out and i think another important one to mention is the 2007 ignoble prize for medicine where two men from glasgow uh, uk um they studied sword swallowing and its side effects and they got in contact with 110 sword swallowers from 16 different countries and they looked up the the effects and the practices of these sword swallowers to see if there is results in complications due to technique. So, we they're the results short, so I'll talk about it. So, they had information from 46 sword swallowers in the end. The major complication complications are more likely when the swallower is distracted or swallows multiple or an unusual swords or where previous injuries are present. Perforations mainly involve the esophagus, which usually have a good prognosis. Sore throats are common.
0: Sore throats. Particularly while the skill
1: is being learned or the performances are too frequent. Major (laughs) gastrointestinal bleeding sometimes occurs. Oh, my God! And occasionally chest pains tend to be treated without medical advice. Sword yeah, swallowers like... without health care coverage expose themselves to financial as well as physical risk. I bet. Now, in conclusion, sword swallowers run a higher risk of injury when they are distracted or add embellishments to their performances. But injured performers have a good prognosis than patients who suffer other
0: uh, major perforations. Interesting. Sword thal- hey, Thomas, what uh, symptoms does a sword swallower experience when they have a cold? a sword throat (laughs) (laughs) I made that one up I'm sure it's a joke well that's what I
1: have about the ignoble prize I mean we could go on and on but it's a fun
0: list you should go check it out I I think we had some fun that is very interesting I like looking through the website I'm going to continue I want to watch the live stream I bet the presentations are comical it seemed like people were dressed up for I mean
1: the sword swallower people one of them swallowed a sword on stage it's all about the glamour. Yeah, it's, it's all about fun. Yeah. We're all ha- here having good <laughs> good, science, good prize science fun. Science is fun. It is fun. And science you know what? Things fun. like this remind people that science can be fun.
0: It's more than just chemistry in a box in a white lab. And it goes beyond just science, science of what you think is research and technology. It goes to art, culture, philosophy. It's a, Everything's involved. Peace, religion. Interesting. Yeah. The true Nobel Prizes, but the Ig Nobel Nobel Prizes. prizes interesting so matt do you have
1: something that is scientifically interesting
0: absolutely i have um something called the dunning kruger effect have you heard of this wow you really do actually have some science It, it ties in this episode this is a science heavy process now this is something also very funny and i'm curious to see if it would have won an Ig nobel prize because there's a comical aspect so let me give you a little history um 1995 april 1995 in april A 270-pound man goes into a bank and robs it. Hour later, he goes to another bank, robs the bank, goes home. Security cameras picked him up. Police came to his house. Why did you rob this bank? They asked him, and he was like, how'd you find me? Why'd you see me? Okay, this is the catch. The man had done research thinking that if he covered his face... In lemon juice, he could turn invisible. Have you heard the old saying that – well, it's not an old saying. It's an actual fact. Lemon juice was used as invisible, invisible ink. ink. Have you yeah. seen National Treasure? He yeah, heats stuff. it up. You heat it up, and you can, and it shows through. Did he think that if he covered his face – He thought he, if he covered his face, he could turn invisible. Just his face, too, which is interesting. Okay, so the man's name was MacArthur Wheeler. So MacArthur Wheeler, you want to know, was he a drug addict? Was he just plain stupid? Did he have mental trauma? What happened, Thomas? The police discovered there was nothing wrong with this man. He was just very poorly informed. The poor guy. The poor guy. He didn't know. So a little bit later, he ends up going to jail for robbing banks for obvious reasons. He robbed the banks. He walked in. He thought they couldn't see him. He had done his um, tests at home where he snapped his picture with a camera after covering his face with lemon juice Um, police didn't quite figure out how this worked out but he said he couldn't see himself in the pictures although he did say that he couldn't see when he covered his face because the lemon juice was in his (laughs) eyes so that's a very funny aspect to it so later on um, a man with the name Dunning and a graduate student uh, Justin Kruger embarked on a series of experiments testing the premise um, about what happened here? They're like, okay, so this man doesn't have any issues going on. He's not really, can you call someone stupid, unintelligent? He just was poorly informed and he truly believed that he, could. That he, was, he had the confidence. So this led them into experiments called uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it has to do with confidence and how confident you are in your own ability or inability to do something. Okay, so all based on this
1: one guy's blind confidence and lemon juice to rub a bank, then it was enough
0: for some science kids to find out, hey, what what is this? Psychological study. Yeah. So, okay, here's the research study. They quizzed undergraduate psychology students on grammar, logic, and jokes, and they asked the students to estimate their scores and also estimate how well they did relative to others on a percentile basis. Right. Um, The students who scored lowest had greatly exaggerated notions of how well they did. So you're like, I'm really smart. I think I got like a 95. Whereas the people who did not expect that they were smart um, rated themselves low. So it's like, I don't think I did well. I'm going to give myself like a 78 to like 80% on this test. They ended up scoring higher. So this was interesting because statistically based on the research, they found this was kind of baseline for everyone. Who would uh, answer the questions in this way like people who think they're smarter tend to do worse than they do and t- people who tend to be less confident tend to do better so it's the idea of like going into a test you're like ah, i won't have expectations like i'm probably not going to do well you pl- end up pleasantly surprised and right. that kind of happens or you hear the saying fake it to make it you like you know what i'm gonna pretend like i know what's going on i'm just gonna hop in yeah you might make it but literally the percentage chance of making it successfully, goes down. it goes down statistically based on this study. Interesting. So then there's the opposite side of the spectrum here from the Dunning-Kruger effect of um, imposter syndrome, which I've been hearing a lot recently and I didn't know what that was until maybe a month ago. It's when you're at the top, you've reached a level of success, but you don't feel that level of success and you're like, how did I get here? I don't belong at this level of success because my skills aren't here. That's, like, a vo- a very fully formed version of the low end of this stunning Kruger effect of, like, I don't believe I did well, so I, pro- I probably won't get a good grade. But you end up doing well. It's, like, celebrities, like, I'm not a great actor. You're in, like, a great film. You win a Grammy. You win an Emmy or whatever it is. But whatever. you don't think too highly of yourself. Whatever it is. Yeah, a musician, actor, whatever. You don't think too highly of yourself. So this is really interesting. So it ties all back to that bank robbery in 1995. Who probably thought
1: he could do it. He... He knew he the lemon
0: face. He was, was, he was going to make it. That was confidence to the max, Thomas. 100% confidence. If he took the Dunning-Kruger test and it was like, will lemon juice make you invisible? He would have said, absolutely, absolutely. it will make me invisible. I'm going to go rob a bank right now. And then he'll get the test results back. And he probably scored like a 47%. You failed. Well, he robbed two banks. MacArthur, you failed. So anyway, they're oblivious to their own ignorance. That was what? The test showed for people who are kind of up there. So I'm thinking through my testing, I've been having a lot of tests and papers recently. I'm like, how do I go into this with the right mindset to yield a scientific result that I am pleased with? The Dunning-Kruger effect explores that psychological impact. So success is relative to what you think you're going to do. If you do better than what you think, That's pretty darn successful. If you do the same, it's, like, pretty neutral. If you do less, it puts you in a low state. It's a psychological kind of after effect here. So when I go into a test, I think, like, no expectation. I don't say, like, I'm probably going to fail because I have optimism. But I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not going to have expectations. And thus, I've been doing well. So this is something I've been kind of experimenting with in the past two weeks.
1: Okay. So you don't want to – I understand that. I mean, I've seen it personally, the people who are, like – you know what? I don't need to study. I know exactly what's going on. Easy peasy. Like I got this all in the bag. I know this in my sleep. And then they won't do very well. And, but I've also seen the people who are like, oh, I don't know about that one. I, I haven't been doing good in class. You know, I didn't take good notes. I didn't have good sleep. I'm not sure about this. And then they'll get the highest grade in the class. Exactly. Which of course, when that moment happens, you okay, just look at that person. Like, uh, ties in with you the, are, the You, um, you worst
0: person, you know, getting those say good say grades. I'm a good driver. Me. Tend to crash more. That's something we all kind of know. You
1: know what? I think that's completely true. I feel like I see that almost every, not every day, but. Often. I've seen it. I've seen it enough to yeah. realize, yeah, that's probably true. The people who think they're really good drivers and think <laughs> other people are bad
0: drivers usually—it's a are. blind confidence, Thomas. And it's not faking it till you make it because they're just faking it and they're not making it. You don't want to fake it till you make it when you're in a car. I'll tell you that right now. No, don't, you don't want don't that risk at all. It. No. So maybe we'll see an Ig Nobel Prize for this. Um, it's an interesting comical approach to science.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's. A weird experience with a lemon-covered lemon, lemon covered guy. Lemon-covered man. <laughs> ro- Robin Banks. Seasoned done Someone to do a study, and then, hey,
0: I mean, we all learn something, and we all walk away with some knowledge based off this one guy. I call it unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> he was you know, just poorly informed. I feel like I might do something. I wouldn't rob a bank, but I'd do something minor and where I'm like, I truly it. thought that walking barefoot on a fire was feasible, which is another podcast topic. That you walk on coals. I coal, think it's coming, so yeah, but yeah. – it's coming. But interesting. Oh, hope interesting. you learned something, and I hope you had a laugh today.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you know, we had a lot of science. It was a very science-filled day. It was science, but it was funny. It, it was good humor. It was a funny science. It was a funny science day. And we didn't even plan out to have science topics. So yeah. props on us. Props
0: on us, Thomas. Applause.
1: Yeah, look at that. All right. but I think that's what we have for this week's episode of Two Top. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. For another Two Topics. See ya. See ya. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Roosevelt. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at twotoppodcast.com.
0: For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. See you next
1: week for another Two Topics.